Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 15. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Well, honey, you know, I got to take the, take the girl ballet. Okay, well, you take her to ballet, and then I'll go to prayer, because I don't like ballet no way. So you go take her to ballet, and then I'll go to prayer, because you need to be at church representing your family before the throne of God, fellas. And don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to put you down. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you get things in order. Because the, if, if you listen to the world and if you look at the world, the world is out of order. Can somebody say amen? The world is way out of order. The family, the church, we need to get our lives in order. We need to be people of prayer because that's where the battle is. That's where your prayer comes from. Listen, I don't have time to read this, but I'm going to read it anyway. Listen, because I'm the pastor and I can do what I want. Listen to this story. You're going to love it. The story of the Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. By the age of 17, he had a congregation number around 3,000 in London about a century ago. The church was being built, called the, the church was called the Metropolitan Tabernacle, and it was huge. A minister and preachers and church workers were coming from all over the world to see Spurgeon and see what the Lord was doing at the Metropolitan Tabernacle. Well, one day on a Sunday afternoon, a group of ministers came in and they were walking around the tabernacle that seated 7,000 people. And as they walked around, they saw a stout man over at the side of the building wearing a bib overall and assumed him to be the janitor. And said, sir, would you be so kind as to show us the power plant of this beautiful structure? We would like to see where the heating comes from to heat such a large building. And the man said, certainly. And he led that group of ministers through a hallway, down the stairwell, into the basement, walked through a narrow door, and came to a door and opened it up and said, brethren, this is the power plant of the Metropolitan Tabernacle. And these guys looked in expecting to see some mighty furnace or some great heating system. But what they saw was over 200 men on their knees in prayer that Sunday afternoon praying for the Sunday evening service that would take place in just a few short hours. And the guy in the overall said, that's the power plant of the Metropolitan Tabernacle, a group of men who pray. And they stuck around for the service, and they were surprised to see when the service began, a man who stepped up to the stage and stood behind the pulpit was the guy in the overalls, who they thought was a janitor, was actually Reverend C.H. Spurgeon. Spurgeon knew where the power was. Spurgeon knew where the fire was produced. Spurgeon knew the power or the TNT was in prayer. And our power and our TNT 
is in prayer. And I honestly believe that that prayer starts with the men of any church. Any church. Our desires will be his desires and our will will be his will when we ask what he desires. And we will receive it because it's his desire. Psalm 37, 4, write it down. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. You hear the key? Delight yourself in the Lord. If you totally delight in him, he, his desires become your desires. Well, look at verse 8. By this the Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you'll be my disciples. A believer who abides and who's bearing fruit is bringing glory to God. God is glorified by his life. That's the numero uno purpose for you being on this planet. Do you know that? The number one reason for you being on this planet is to glorify God. That's the only reason why you're still here. That's the only reason why you're still here. You're here to be salt. Somebody say amen. You're here to be light. Say amen. And when you cease to be salt and light, God can just take you out of here. You will have no use. Our purpose is to glorify God. Our purpose as a church is to glorify God. And when you're fruitful, you're showing the world Christ, and that brings glory to God. God is glorified, not you. And be careful when God's using you that you don't go around telling people how great you are. Remember the song is, How Great Thou Art. Write that down. How great thou art, not you are. Well, verse 9 through 11 as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. So then the question is, how and to what degree has the Father loved Jesus? Well, Jesus says, with the same intense, divine, holy, incredible love that the Father loved the Son. Jesus said, that's the same love he has for us. John seventeen twenty three. Jesus is praying in the garden. And he prays that the world would know that the Father has loved us with the same love that he loved his Son. Jesus said, I loved you guys with the same love the Father loved me with. John 17, he says, I want the world to know that the Father in heaven has loved you guys with the same love that he loved me with. That's a lot of love going on. You know, I think of this verse. Last week I gave you Micah 6, 8. And I was reading Micah this week, Micah 7, just a hair, Micah 7, 18. It's a great verse. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. Isn't that a great verse? This is why God is holy, because he's separate That's why God can have a love for us like no other love ever known. God loves you because he wants to. Did you hear me? God loves you because he wants to, not because you're cute. Amen. Not because you're cuddly. Amen. He loves you because he wants to. Some people love you because because you're rich. Some people love you because you're fun. Some people love you because you're family and they have to. God's love is unconditional. Somebody say amen. He loves you just because. When everything's going wrong, God loves you just the same. 
When everything's going right, God loves you just the same. Are you listening? And the greatest news is nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. If you keep my commandments in verse 10, you'll abide in my love just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Please look at verse 11. These things have I spoken. These things, what things? All the words of this chapter abiding and bearing fruit and being real disciples and not being Judas branches and having our prayers answered. All of these things that we've talked about, these things I've spoken that my joy may remain in you. Did you get this? And that your joy might be full. In other words, all this stuff from chapter 15, verse 1 through 10, brings us to this one great climactic blessing, and that is joy. God wants you to have joy. Some people think that abiding and obeying is a bummer and a burden. Jesus said abiding and obeying is a joy and a blessing. And it's sad. I think it's sad when you look at some Christian faces, you would think that Christianity is some kind of sick drudgery. You look at some Christian faces and you would think that when they came through the door, the ushers gave them a bulletin and a lemon. Well, praise the Lord. Good to see you. Being a Christian is a joy. Abiding in God is a joy. And there is no way that you can understand. Listen to me. There is no way that you can understand this whole concept of abiding in God and walk around looking like you've been sucking on lemons. There's no way. Because when you understand that you are abiding in God and God abiding in you, that gives you joy. And don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about some kind of syrupy joy and you meet people. How you doing? (laughs) Praise the Lord. I'm great. Yes. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. How you brother? Oh, yes. Oh, praise the Lord. God is so good. (laughs) God's good. I ain't talking about that. That's just, that's just, that's weird. That's just weird. I don't know what to say. That's just weird. I'm talking about a joy that when life comes at you and life comes at you fast, you have a deep down abiding joy that nothing can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You have an abiding joy that God is for you. Who can be against you? You have an abiding joy that that if you stay in Christ and Christ in you, God's going to work every situation for your good, no matter what. For your good and his glory. That kind of joy. That kind of joy. Christians, we have no reason to be sad. Are you with me? We have no reason to be sad. Don't let anybody take your joy. I'm not letting anybody take my joy. No, 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 not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent. Nope. We have no reason to be sad. And if for no other reason, listen, here's something to get glad about. Maybe you can get glad about this. No matter what, here's something to get glad about. You are not going to hell. Yes, 
You are not going. Look, when it all else fails, when it's all said and done, the reality is you are not going to hell. Being a Christian is a joy. Being connected to the vine is a joy. It's a joy to know that you're going to heaven. It's a joy to know all you have to do to go to heaven is believe and abide. It's a joy to know all you have to do to be blessed is hang in there. We talked about it. It's a joy to know all you have to do is stay connected to the vine. If you stay connected to the vine, you'll find you have joy. And if you don't stay connected to the vine, you'll find you're grumpy and you're grouchy and you're a spiritual Eeyore and you never get invited to the party because you're a bummer. <laughs> Let the church say amen. Jesus says when you abide in him, you have fruit. You have the fruit of answer prayers. You have the fruit. Look, I'm not making this stuff up, y'all. It's right here in verse 11. If you abide in him, you remain in him, you have his joy. Did you see that? And that his joy might remain in you. It's not your joy. It's not some manufactured faux, fake, pseudo joy. Huh? It's his joy in you. You have it. You abide in him. You have fruit. The fruit of answer prayers. Read the chapter. The fruit of relationship with Jesus. You have the fruit of the same joy that Jesus has with the Father. You have the fruit of being spiritually healthy and withered and not withered and wilted. And word to the wise, listen, don't let anybody steal your joy. Remain, continue to abide. And your joy will remain. And when you stop abiding, your joy goes. That's how it works. And that's exactly what the devil wants. Don't you understand that? Nehemiah looked at the people and said, stop weeping. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Stop it. Sometimes you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, stop it. Can somebody please get witness, 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 witness. Sometimes you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, stop it. Stop being depressed. Stop being discouraged. Stop doubting. Start believing what God has to say. Sometimes you have to do that. Because Satan is trying to steal your joy. It's not time to pray about it. It's time to stop it. You need to write that down. Big letter, stop it. Ain't time to pray about it. Well, Lord, I just, Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, to help me have more peace. No, Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus says, you let not your heart be troubled. Don't pray about it. Don't let it happen. And how does that happen? By believing this book. By a body, and thank you, one brother. Where you at? I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. These people, they don't know what I'm talking about. No, they don't know, nobody don't know what I'm talking about. You let it happen. Let not your heart be, you let. Don't pray about it. You let. 
People spend more time praying about something that God already said was done that you never grab hold of what that was been done. Why? Because you're praying about it. How about this? Stop praying and start doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, don't take that out of context, all right? And and please don't clip that out and put it on the radio. Somebody be like, ooh, that pastor's a heretic. Stop (laughs) Stop praying. You know, somebody, they can just clip stuff out and put it, stop praying, stop praying. Oh, Pastor Rodney says stop praying. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying stop praying and start laying hold of the 7,847 promises God has already made to you. That's what I'm saying. Now clip that out. Amen. Spend so much time praying. Stop. Stop weeping. Nehemiah said to the people, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The psalmist said, in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures evermore. In other words, in the presence of the Lord is where you're going to find joy. Abiding in God is where you're going to find joy. You're not going to find joy in the internet. And by the way, net, net, tangle you up. Doesn't that scare you? Net. Yes. No, stop. 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 You know, I've last couple of weeks I'm 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 done. Last couple of weeks I sensed and are sensing a real joy in the church. Don't get me wrong, you know, in 18 years of pastoring this church, you know, it's been an ebb and flow. You know, you feel joy, uh, you feel joy, and uh, things are status quo, uh, you know know what I mean, things are really high, uh, you know, you kind of ebb and flow in the church, and that's fine. Uh, But for some reason right now, and I don't know, maybe, am I the only one sensing it? It's a real sense of excitement and joy in the church. It's growing. People are coming. Many of you here are for the first time. Look at third service. First service is packed. Second service, the overflow room is packed. God's doing the work. There's a sense of joy that, 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 that's going on in the church. And I think that this joy, if I were to have to need to equate this joy to something, I would say this joy that I'm sensing in the last, say, three, four weeks is coming as a result of, of, of the men in this church have made their minds up that they're going to start being men of, of, of God and men in their homes and stop letting the world dictate to you how you are to be a man. Because I can tell you this right now. If you let the world dictate to you how you're going to be a man, you ain't going to be much of a man. Uh Uh-huh. You want me to say it again? If you let the world dictate to you how much you're going to be a man, you ain't going to be much of a man. You want me to say it again? Because the world is, if you notice it, they're minimizing men. 
devaluing men, almost like men are not useful anymore. Men are dumb and stupid. And I'm watching the, car, the commercial the other day. It was probably more like a cartoon, but I'm watching the commercial the other day, and the guy's sitting there, and, and you know, he's, he's just so, so clueless. He can't even figure out that, you know, the recliner chair, when it goes back, he's going to hit his knees on the table because his knees are right up against the table. And so he goes back and hits his knees. And and then she looks at him like, you idiot. That's just one more, one more little dig at devaluing men, and, and men are stupid, and men don't have a clue. And that's just one of many. Open your eyes. Just sit there. Watch how many commercials make the man look like an idiot, and the ladies, she'll, don't get me wrong, we love the ladies. Amen. We love the ladies. Ladies, they're going to they're gonna cook some side dishes for us for the men's breakfast. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love the ladies. Don't get me wrong. I ain't hating on the ladies. But we eat them side dishes, fellas. Y'all need to say amen. Amen. Thank you, sweetie. Mm. But the devaluing of the man in the home, and the home is all out of order. Listen, the home, the family needs father and husband. Clap your hands. The family needs mother and wife. Clap your hands. And the family needs the kids. The kids need to stay in their place. Clap your hands. Now, y'all know that's another sermon. Come back next week. Maybe I'll touch on it. Stay in your place. When I was coming up, stay in your place. Children don't get in dope conversations. I'm coming from the old school now, y'all. If I'm offending you, then you'll be all right. All right, you'll live through this one, okay? You've lived through many things. You'll live through this. I come from the old school. See, you, adult children don't get in adult conversation. I'll never forget one time my mother was talking to somebody, and I got in the conversation, and boy, I started looking for my teeth. They were under the... You know, uh, you know, we don't do that. You don't call adults by their first name. You don't do that. You don't do that. I am 50, almost 54 years old. There are still people. I go back to Angor Terrace. That's the street I was raised on, off Baltimore Avenue, 50th in Baltimore and Southwest Philadelphia. The hood. I go back there and I go knock on the door. Hey, Miss Gloria, how you doing? Miss Gloria, I'm 54 years old. Hey, Mr. Dave, how you doing? Hey, Miss Jameson, how you doing? Hey, Mr. Mike, how's things going? I'm a grown man, and I still call people Mr. and Mrs. because that's the way I was raised. (laughs) And those of y'all that know me, you know, I, I honestly, I don't go for that first name business stuff. I don't go for that. You know, parents, and it's happened a time or two, not many, but it's happened a time or two where parents say, oh, well, this is my kid. Hi, how are you? And, say, yeah, and this is my kid and uh, uh, Mikey. Uh, this is Rodney. 
Really? How old are you? Twelve. Oh, it's Mr. Rodney to you, Pastor Rodney, Pastor Rodney Finch, Reverend Most Holy Rodney Finch. No, just <laughs> Holy Pontiff. No, I'm just kidding. Rodney, no. How old are you? You're not grown. Now, when you get grown, it's Rodney. You can call me Rodney. Pastor Rodney, people call me VR. You can call me, call me a lot of things. Just don't call me late for dinner. Don't let the devil steal your joy. And don't let the devil steal your place as a man of God. And this is what we're seeking to do. And this is my mission is to strengthen the men of this church. I feel that if I can strengthen the men of this church, I can strengthen the church. I'm blessed by this church. Don't get me wrong. This church has more men in it than really any church I know. Actually, any church I know. Am I right about that? Have y'all noticed? Have you noticed? Most of the churches are full of women. And don't, please don't, don't tell nobody I'm hating on the women. I'm not. But they're full of women. This church, a lot of godly, great, awesome men of God who love God, who love God's word. And I'm excited about that. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.